0: Welcome back to another FAT Podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique. And in this quick episode, we're going to go over injury rehabilitation, injury care. Now again, my uh, normal standard warning, if you do have a severe injury, sprain, strain, ligament tear, possible fracture, herniation, Please go see a chiropractor, a physical therapist, a orthopedic surgeon, your GP, any, a nurse practitioner. Please go see someone who can evaluate it. These things shouldn't be hurting you for long and shouldn't be giving you very, very severe pain. It's always good to have a professional set of eyes on it. Saying that, I was in the gym uh, the other day, a gym in Minneapolis that has power lifters Boxers, mixed martial artists, strongmen, bodybuilders, crossfitters, Olympic weightlifters. So in our gym, it's pretty large, and it's amazing that you see an injury and some people throw ice on it. And I saw the people talking to this uh, gentleman who had uh, hurt his hamstring and say, No, 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 no. You want the bleeding. You want the inflammation. And I thought, oh, I better, uh, I better do a quick podcast, some information out there on whether to apply heat or ice right after an injury, acutely after an injury. Acute means, you know, within the first few weeks, especially in the first few hours, that the injury is new and causing a lot of symptoms. So I thought I would, uh, you know, just clarify some things and where we've been. So for many decades when someone would strain and a strain is a strain of a muscle the muscles overactive there's some tears large tears, medium-sized tears are very small micro tears in a muscle a strain is a, a injury to a muscle a sprain with a P a sprain is an injury to a ligament now a ligament connects bone to bone um, so You have muscles which are connected to bones. They cross a joint to help the two bones oppose each other or move away from each other. It's connected to the bone by a tendon. All right. So muscles are connected to bone by tendon. They help move a joint, move two at least two bones uh, around each other when we're talking the skeletal muscles and ligaments connect bone to bone and stabilize and support. There we go. The ligaments and the tendons are uh, composed of pretty similar structures. Um, In the ligament is a lot of uh, tight collagen and this mature collagen, we'll call it mature collagen, adds its strength, it gives it tensile strength or resistance to stretch, okay? Tensile strength means resistance to stretch. And there's also some elastic fibers. Elastin, elastin is the name of the, the fiber. These elastic fibers give, you know, some flexibility. Because if everything was so stiff, it would tear and rip apart. That's why during a hurricane, palm trees survive because they can bend, but oak trees weren't. They'd be broken and go flying, these super strong trees. That's a good analogy for the human body around joints when it comes to ligaments, tendons, muscles that there has to be a little flexibility to allow stretching of the joint, but not to the point of injury where it becomes unstable and tears. You find in lifting in almost every sport or even just around the house sometimes that we get these injuries, we get these micro tears in our ligaments, micro tears in our tendons, micro tears in our muscles. Now, of course, I see a lot of people that are in their middle ages You know 35 to say 55 and in that range people start you know getting these small little tears these small little injuries all the time my back hurts I hurt my knee and they're not realizing that their knee isn't the same and there is a such thing as aging these cells these fibers are constantly remodeled imagine having a house or car that is remodeled repainted redone almost every month. Okay. So the tendon I have in my bicep, in my arm right now is not the same physical tendon. It's not the same molecules. It is not the same structures and tissues as I had 10 years ago. It's been replaced, slowly replaced. And that's a good thing to remember that there's turnover, although slow, very, very slow. There's a lot of turnover in these tissues, especially muscle and especially tendon now it may take years but a lot of these are remodeled and a lot of times the remodeling changes if there's a lot as we get older we lose elastin that's why we lose the stretch and flexibility in our skin and in our muscles a lot of the elastin fibers goes away and it's re- replaced with collagen stiffer stronger well that's great if you're just going to sit in your chair or you're not going to move but if you're trying to be a- active again, it's amazing how the 45-year-old who just picked up basketball after 10 years again starts getting these injuries. That's because the body has to put more elastin fibers into and around the joint. I know that sounds complicated, but just understand that you know the tissues around the joint are remodeled all the time. That's a good thing to remember. It's always remodeled. And according to what you lay down, your genetics, what's in your DNA, what mom and dad gave you, and what your environment, the strains on it, it's going to be remodeled. Also, the type of injury that originally happened and the blood flow to the to the joint and the neurology. When someone first gets into and has an injury, say you're out running, you step around here in Minnesota, you put your foot in a gopher hole or a pothole. If you're jogging on the sidewalk and you turn your ankle in or out farther than it's supposed to go, you may get some tears in the ligament. Ligaments connect bone to bone. Now have an ankle sprain, strain, sprain, P, that's ligament, strain, muscles around it, but it's more of a sprain, but you could have injured some uh, deep intrinsic muscles in your foot or in your calf. So we're going to throw that in there. So you've injured these ligaments, it starts swelling up. That's a bleed, people. That's a bleed. So because the ligaments are damaged, there's a, some little tears around the very minimal blood flow to ligaments. They have very limited blood flow. And the, the blood that comes out sees this injury. It's pretty amazing. Releases chemicals to say, we need help from the immune system and starts swelling it up. So all of a sudden, it swells up. Your body calls in all these inflammatory products to what? Chew up the torn ends and then allow for healing. Now here's the thing, and this is what I always say, and this is the point of this podcast. Our bodies don't care if you're going to run the 5K in two weeks. Our bodies don't care about your 500-pound bench press. Our bodies don't care about you working in the garden. Our bodies don't care about your job as a postman and all the stuff you have to do with your knee. It's just trying to get through the now. It's survival-orientated, trying to get through now. So it's gonna make the joint stiff, swollen, call in all the, the catabolic products. Catabolic means breakdown. It's gonna chew up all the, the garbage around that tear, and then it's gonna call, call into play the anabolic uh, chemicals and the anabolic cells, so you can start repairing. What does that all mean? It means your body always overreacts. I'll say it again. Your body always overreacts, and you get too much swelling because it's worried about you you being able to run away from a saber-toothed tiger two weeks from now. It doesn't care about your athletic event. So it's going to overreact so it can start healing. Here's the problem. That overreaction is almost always... For stabilization it's going to bring in and cause the creation of very mature collagen very stiff collagen and these collagen fibers may be too tight okay and i won't get into the chemistry of collagen one versus two or three that's not the place of of this podcast but different chemistry happens around that to make the the joint the ankle in question we've been talking about more stiff than it was before the injury. The goal is to make it more stiff, and then it will remodel later. So what does that mean to me? That means you need to ice it. There's too much inflammation. And you can't be catabolic and anabolic at the same time. Until that inflammation is down, you will not get healing. And that's the thing I always talk about. People are like, oh, I got a tear here. You know, you know, I'm going to ice it for a couple of days and then I'm going to heat it. Oh, I went contrast. I'm going heat ice. Heat feels great. Heat brings more blood to the area. Heat brings in um, certain enkeflins, fancy chemical names, endorphins. It gives us a little pain-free um, and good feeling it actually raises your serotonin levels too in your brain so everyone loves heat but it's still if you're bleeding you're still causing more microbleeds in and around it and you're you're actually worse i can't tell you how many times i've received reports from patients or seen it where their backs hurt it's stiff it's a little inflamed and they go into the hot tub it feels fantastic and an hour later they try to get out of the hot tub and they can't move because they're still bleeding and they've caused more inflammation. So in general, again, check with your provider what you have. But in general, always ice an injury. You're never going to do harm if you ice an injury. you just, it's just gonna feel cold and uncomfortable. But if you have a bleed and you heat it, you increase the bleeding. See what I'm saying? You're always gonna inc- increase the bleeding if you heat a bleed. So if you have a big swollen ankle and all of a sudden you're heating it, it's going to get more swollen. Again, we have to control the swelling and the inflammation. That's the issue, the swelling and the inflammation. Once that swelling is gone, you can go ahead and heat it to help stretch the new, mature, very stiff fibers that you got to condition, get them a little more elastic. And what you're really doing is replacing some of those collagen with elastin fibers it's actually remodeling you don't stretch it out Collagen's going to bind it's like a rope but imagine you have a rope that has 10 or 12 rope strands in it and a couple of them are bungee cords and you want to add more bungee cords to that rope i know that's a terrible analogy but i think it works so are there any special circumstances where you wouldn't want to use ice there's only a couple. One of them is the AC joint, the acromioclavicular joint, the little bone that comes off the top of your shoulder blade, the scapula, and connects your collarbone onto your torso, That AC joint. And that is torn all the time, bench pressing, throwing, especially when a quarterback gets tackled up high and his arms back. And we call that a shoulder separation. It's different than a dislocation where your humerus, your upper arm bone, comes out of the socket. But an AC Separation can ruin someone's athletic career and is very painful. There's just some tight ligaments on top. There's no muscles or anything like that. And when they get stretched or torn, you know, most of the time they just let it heal that way. And you're just never going to be a quarterback again. Sometimes they go in there and stitch it if it's very unstable. But that's where you actually want a lot of inflammation. You want a lot of inflammation there so it will heal and become stiff. Now, that is a special situation. Very pointed, very deliberate, and work with a provider that understands healing of the AC joint to go after it. But if you're not working with a shoulder specialist on your AC joint, then ice is always great for inflammation. You want to control the inflammation. It is never your friend, except if you're trying to heal an AC joint and add collagen to it. Now, saying that, there's a lot of controversy, a lot of people saying, well, we want to bring in stem cells into our body, we want these things to happen, I understand, but you can't have all this inflammation and healing at the same time unless there's some other pharmaceuticals like you're doing certain painkillers and, and anti-inflammatory drugs like uh, cortisol or prednisone or lots of Advil, there's, there's things that asterisks change this special case now knowing that in general just make sure you ice so you know if you if you have a say headache or an acute strain or sprain or tendonitis that's overuse of the tendon ice it and it will ease the inflammation and it numbs the pain neurologically then once it starts feeling better it's not swollen visibly or to the touch Then you can add some heat to see if you can loosen it up and some light exercise and light light range of motion. Heat is great for arthritis, chronic things where there's no active inflammation. Now, I get into the argument some people, well, the pain is caused by inflammation, so there has to be micro-inflammation around the nerve. Not disagreeing with that. But we're talking, you know, several ounces. Like if you have a blown ankle, you can see how many ounces of fluid are in that in that inflammation. We're not talking very small, minute amount of inflammation that you can't even barely see on an MRI. So, ice comes first. Okay? Ice the body part, get the inflammation down. And if you're not sure, ice it. It's better to be safe than sorry, than increase a bleed, and spend months trying to rehabilitate a joint that got too stiff because it bled out too long. Again, use ice, and this is another Fact Podcast. Thanks for listening.